0: you <laughs> Hi, this is Mark DeClive-Lowe, and you're listening to WGXC Acre 90.7 FM. Tune in to all sorts of creative community voices on the radio, WGXC 90.7 FM, on Wednesday, May 25th, including the premiere broadcast of Music in Time, a new radio show on WGXC from Evan McCormick from Catskill. He takes us back to the hills of Los Angeles in February 1969 with the Flying Burrito Brothers on his first show, Gilded Palace of Sin. At 11 a.m., Maria Manhattan hosts the Hudson Cafe with all kinds of classics from the American Songbook. And then at noon, we go live to Main Street in Catskill with Spike Priggin and his bedazzled radio hour. 7 p.m. we're live from New York City with the Off the Hook show from the 2600 Hacker Collective talking technology. At 8 p.m. it's time for Music for the Masses, focusing on Haitian Heritage Month. And at 10 p.m., Driftless Turmoil features the music of Vangelis, Unsane, and Iserson Nobotten. And more on the radio at WGXC 90.7 FM. WGXE is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of One
1: Universal Media of Hudson, New York. WGXE's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXE as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Green and Columbia counties. You, too, can become a sustaining supporter by going to wgxcorg slash donate. Thank you for your support.
0: Give me liberty or
2: give me death.
0: WGXC, the station that gives you liberty.
2: And Welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Amanda. (laughs) It is so great to be here again. We're here every second and fourth Tuesday of the month. This is a show on WGXC where Jenny and I get to chit chat about movies. Every episode, we pick a theme before the episode, watch movies (laughs) around that theme, and then surprise each other with what we watched and discuss. But Before we get into that, let's tell you a little bit about what's playing in our local theaters in this area. I'm going to start at the top of the mountain. I'm going to tell you about what's playing at the Wyndham Movie Theater. So this is very exciting. Um, We have Top Gun Maverick. We have The Bad Guys. And then we have Downton Abbey, A New Era. And that's what's playing at the Wyndham Theater in Wyndham, New York. That is W-I-N-D-H-A-M, theater.com. Head there for more info.
1: I'm going to tell you about what's playing at the Crandall Theater in Chatham. Uh, So the movie that is currently on is Downton Abbey, a new era, uh, through this weekend. And then following that in the next couple of weekends, they will have Petite Mama, Hit the Road, The Northman, The Automat, jurassic world dominion and the unbearable weight of the, the, all the other words i can have massive talent that's what it is <laughs> I, was, I can't remember what I know, the rest of it
2: is the, the unbearable, unbearable weight of, of fame
1: like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know the movie <laughs> with nicholas cage uh and you can find out those specific showtimes and when they're coming at crandletheater.org Ah, uh,
2: that is a good lineup i know okay. fun. i have something really exciting to tell you so as we know Both of our drive-ins, we actually are blessed with many drive-ins in this beautiful Hudson Valley, but the ones that are most in the WGXC range are the Greenville drive-in and the highway drive-in. And I'm going to tell you about the Greenville drive-in first. This Memorial Day weekend, we have a Keen on Keanu double (gasps) feature with with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and The Matrix. (laughs) Wow. I know. I know. I know. So you can find out more about this double feature and the Greenville Drive-In at drivein32.com.
1: I shall now tell you about uh, Spotlight Cinemas in Hudson. And that is playing, and that's the one on Fairview, if you're not familiar. Uh, They're playing a movie I've never heard of called 2000 Mules. They're also playing Downton Abbey, A New Era, Firestarter, a remake, uh, The Northman. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, The Bad Guys, and Sonic the Hedgehog 2, you can still see it. It's not too late. Just hanging on, (laughs) hanging on there. Uh, And you can find those showtimes at SpotlightCinemas.com slash Hudson, or you can just Google it. That works too.
2: All righty. So last but not least, I'm going to tell you about what's playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday for Memorial Day weekend at the Highway Drive-In in in Kukusaki. This is a theater that has four screens and each has a double feature. So on screen one, we have Top Gun Maverick and Lost City. On screen two, we have the Bob's Burgers movie and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which, by the way, I love the silliness of that title. It's how comic (laughs) books are supposed to be. Yeah, for real. (laughs) All right. On screen three, we have The Bad Guys and Sonic 2. And on screen four, we have everything, everywhere, all at once, and men. Nice. And you can find out more about that at highwaydrivein.com. That's H-I-W-A-Y drivein.com.
1: Last but not least, I'm going to tell you about what's playing at the two upstate films locations. Uh, The first one is in Rhinebeck. Uh, and that one has, in the next couple of weeks, Downton Abbey, a new era. There's, like, a lot of places you can see that movie, which is very <laughs> exciting. Uh,
2: I love <laughs> Downton Abbey. They sure do. Uh,
1: a special a special screening of a film called Urbanized with director Gary Hurst- Hustwit. Uh, men, everything, everywhere, all at once. And then over in Socrates, they are playing A Hard Day's Night, Top Gun Maverick. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. The Secret of Kells, which is very exciting. Uh, Downton Abbey, a new era, don't forget. The Northmen, and Happening. Uh, and you can find out those showtimes at upstatefilms.org.
2: Amazing. I yeah. really appreciate that. Um, I guess both of them do it, but the Socrates one still still packs in like a little bit of a blockbuster the blockbusters
1: yeah i really appreciate that too they do a nice combo and then reinbeck's like mostly art but they do they do a combo also
2: exactly just like the Crandall. it's nice yeah
1: it is nice we I, mean. love,
2: I love our, i love our local movie theaters it's so exciting balancing the universe yeah uh, wow well before we get into our theme should we use um these current showings to slide into the new movies that we saw.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really great idea.
2: (laughs) Jenny, what did we both see that we're going to talk about?
1: Well, we both saw a fresh new movie from a a director that we both like. Uh, We saw men.
2: (laughs) We sure did see men directed by Alex Garland, which like Jenny said, we are both fans of. And you might be too, Alex Garland. It did. Um, he gained a lot of popularity from doing the movie Ex Machina, and then after that, the movie Annihilation. And he also did a really amazing TV show called Devs, all of which, men included, are about rebirth. Yep. Um, <laughs> in some ways, I mean, Men isn't entirely about rebirth, but there's a, there's themes that's he loves that theme
1: he sure does he sure does the man uh, loves uh nature and he's also scared of nature
2: so scared so scared which you should be yeah so because this is a fresh brand spanking new movie we're not gonna talk too much about what goes on in it but jenny what did you think
1: i liked men i I had a good time. I went to see it at Upstate and uh, had the fun experience of seeing it with um, two other adults and then a whole mess of students who found it to be very funny. Um, (laughs) But it was, I mean, it's just, if you've seen the trailer, if you know anything about it, it kind of delivers exactly what the trailer promises, which is a movie about a woman going uh, after a tragic event to a retreat of sorts, a personal retreat and encountering a series of men all played by Rory Kinnear. <laughs> really, really incredible.
2: Yep. It's like a, it's a very dedicated homage to the genre of folk horror and has a lot of specific references, um, to various folk horror short films, um, and movies. Um, and it's almost entirely a mood piece. Yeah, <laughs> it's <yes>. funny. <laughs> it's funny. When I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, wow, they're really holding their cards close to their chest. I don't really know what's going to happen in this movie. And turns out that, so that wasn't much. actually true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was all... yeah.
1: It's so... very, yeah. I don't think either of us were like particularly... um like super into it but we both had a good time and that is as you know having a good time is my passion so. yeah
2: I was put on this earth to have a good time as they say here for a good time not a long time but long <laughs> enough to uh, enjoy an hour and a half movie which this was please do not make me watch a an ethereal mood piece that's more than an hour and a half no (laughs) forget about it man it's cruel if you're gonna do that give me more plot (laughs) for real yeah
1: (laughs) but uh but no I had a great time um I my one well not my only complaint but my main complaint is that I wish that there was a little bit less CGI in it but uh other than that you know it's pretty solidly entertaining
2: time (laughs) exactly like as we said earlier Too a thing that I did love about it was um as one might gather from the title it is a uh a story about how terrible men are um it's it's (laughs) let's say a feminist tale (laughs) in some ways
1: quote
2: quote unquote quote unquote (laughs) um and it did well what so many others don't a lot of movies that try to do that end up being kind of girl bossy goofy um yeah. they get to be more about like women rule instead of men suck <laughs> <so it's> like, <laughs> this was a truly yes all men movie <laughs> yeah.
1: um, yes all men are rory Kinnear. <laughs> yes,
2: yes all men are rory can here um Which was nice. You know, I just see everyone's trying to take a piece of that pie right now. For real? (laughs) All all quote unquote creatives are trying to take a piece of the uh, third wave pie. And um, a lot of them really biff it.
1: Everybody's trying to make a movie about the Me Too moment. And most of them are terrible. And this one is like, it's not subtle, but I enjoyed myself.
2: (laughs) Exactly. It's not subtle, but far more subtle in a lot of ways than yeah th- than in these other movies so appreciate it in that way <laughs> um, one
1: of these that just made me think I was like one of these days we should do a theme which is wild where we um talk only about movies that we really strongly dislike
2: <laughs> that's such a good theme that's such a good theme because you know what that's another kind of passion it is <laughs> I can go yeah. on and on about things I don't like <laughs> often I can talk about it for longer <laughs>
1: Sort of exactly.
2: like oh I liked it you know? yeah totally <laughs> often far more to say <laughs> Ugh, that's a great idea well as you heard at the top of the show men is playing in a lot of locations and I say go see it it's a beautiful movie to watch mm-hmm. because it is an homage to folk horror which there's amazing folk horror movies from all around the world but of course it really um a lot of them really shine and sprout out of England and this is set also in England and it really is very very lush and beautiful it's a great movie for now when everything is also getting very green and lush and beautiful spring um yeah so it's it's wonderful to uh see on the big screen I uh, yeah I do wish it had (laughs) do wish it had like a little (laughs) more (laughs) green man stuff. I know yeah. there's like some of it, but I wanted a little more.
1: No, I would agree with that.
2: Clear magic. Like yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's It's very like surreal. And I was like, this is fun, but also you could be like a little more concrete, just like a little
2: bit. Right. Especially because I'm so thirsty for folk horror. And yes, a big element of folk horror is that it's ethereal and strange and very much mood based because it's putting you into the like strange fear and wonder of magic. And you know, it's it's a little um like gothic romance in that way. Mm, um mm-hmm. the, the sublime, the, divine, the sublime, yeah. the awe. Totally. <laughs> but I you know, just like a little more, just like a little story. Just, a taste. <laughs> just like a tiny plot as a treat. <laughs> just like, yeah, a, just, little like bit. a tiny plot as a treat instead of showing me a lot of the same shots over and over again. <laughs> Next saying. time, okay, okay. Fine. Anyway, sorry, yeah. said my piece. Said my piece.
1: you <laughs> no, this is a, this is a safe space for for saying your piece. That's literally what we're doing.
2: <laughs> I know that is our show. That is our show. Um, well, speaking of lush and green, should we tell the good people about our theme this yeah, time?
1: I think we should. It's guess what? It's May. You know what's out there, all around us, everywhere, all over the place. Why? It's plants. <laughs> It's Turns plants, out.
2: baby. It's plants. <laughs> it's plants, honey. Can't um, get away from them. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Our show tonight is about plants. We watched movies that have a focus on plants or a plant or plant matter of some kind. Flowers too. Um <laughs> There, you know, at first when we selected this theme, we thought it was maybe a little bit tough, but it turns out it's not. There's a lot of plant movies.
1: There's plants in literally every movie. So it's <laughs> actually <laughs> yeah. not every movie is focused around plants, but if you watch a movie, you are like 98% likely to see a plant in it. I would guess.
2: Totally. <laughs> it's unless it's not solid. Map, space but, or something. Yeah. but even yeah. then
1: sometimes there's plants in space.
2: Yeah. It happens. true. It's true. And I was hoping for a focus on plants. Obviously, there's yeah. some really big ones like Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to talk about adaptation again, because I talk about it all the time. But that's a an excellent plant movie. Great
1: one. Also, I mean, that's we covered it on our Florida movie on our uh, Florida episode. So exactly. If you, wanna, if you want some adaptation.
2: Uh, content <laughs> yeah. go back to that one and Alex Garland's Annihilation yes fantastic yeah, there's a, plant movie
1: there's a lot of overlap with this theme and our former theme which was eco-horror um, and in fact one of the movies and the first movie I watched is a movie that I was gonna watch for eco-horror but instead I didn't because it wasn't eco-horror <laughs>
2: Oh, do you want to take us away and i'd tell, love to and yeah, please please
1: so, the first movie i watched was yeah it was uh i wanted to watch it for eco horror and then i read the description was like this isn't that it's not that uh i watched 1972 silent running <gasps> oh my
2: gosh silent running is really precious <laughs> it's
1: really precious i had never seen it it's really sweet it's a really beautiful movie <laughs> it's really
2: dorky and it like- is dorky but i, <laughs> but I liked it <laughs> it's like dorky hippie it's really sweet
1: it really is honestly it felt like a real um predecessor to so many like both space movies it's it's a space movie i'm gonna i'm gonna get into it in a second but also actually reminded me a lot like i think alex garland probably really loves silent running because he has so many movies where it's like something kind of devastating is happening and like a beautiful folk song is playing over it and that's yeah. the vibe of silent yeah. running
2: <laughs> oh my god totally
1: uh, especially like I saw men pretty quickly right after it and so I was like oh yeah like these things are really they have they're connected True. It's, it's a circle <laughs> yeah. um so silent running if you're not familiar with it it's from 1972 uh it stars Bruce Dern It is about a group of people who are all on a space shuttle. It takes place in the far, far, far future when there are no longer any plants on the planet Earth. Earth is barren, it just has buildings. There's no plants anymore. Uh, And so a bunch of people, workers, are all sent into space in these spaceships and they build these massive biodomes, which are also uh, like shuttles. Like they're all, everything is suspended in space. Uh, and we follow this one gr- little group of people who are all just like goofing around. It's very classic, like dudes goofing around in space, like they're boards, mm-hmm. so they're like riding their little, uh, four wheelers through the, the corridors and like racing and like playing games. Um, but Bruce Dern is also there and he takes his plant, he's a botanist and he takes his plant job very seriously. Yeah. He
2: loves uh, those last forests.
1: He does. And he's really... Uh, he's an outsider from everyone else like he does not eat the like weird replicated food that everybody else is eating he eats like fresh cantaloupes that he grew in his beautiful garden it's really really lovely uh (laughs) and so the main kind of like the first impasse in this movie is that Bruce Stern is like having a hard time getting along with all these other guys on the ship And they suddenly get the call from like HQ that it's time to come back to Earth, and we're done with the forest project. Everybody, destroy your biodomes and come come on home. And Brewster does not like that; (laughs) it makes him incredibly upset. And there's this really great tense scene where all of the other ships in space start blowing up their biodomes and it cuts back and forth to the explosions and to his face as he gets more and more and more upset and he snaps and he can't take it anymore and he's like you will not destroy my forest i won't have it uh and he dispatches with the other members of the crew uh and partially from a distance so that he doesn't have to do it himself and then one kind of accidentally but then he's just like leaning into it and he's ready he's ready to like get rid of them and save the forest at all costs uh and so then kind of this the middle part of the movie is about him living and kind of like thriving with his little forest and with all the animals that live on the biodome and he there's two androids on the ship with him and he gives them names and kind of just hangs out with them (laughs) and it's really sweet uh and then things kind of start to go a little bleaker from there the plants are not doing as well as they were before and he's not quite sure why until he figures it out that they're further away from the sun and they're not getting the light that they need
2: (laughs) some botanist
1: (laughs) i know it's (laughs) like when he discovers that It was like why did you it's like the main thing they need (laughs) yeah (laughs) doing yeah um, and then it has like a pretty brutal, brutally bittersweet ending that I'm not sure that I want to tell because I think that maybe it's worth watching. I don't know. What do you think? Should I
2: spoil I it? I can't, I honestly can't remember. I think it's fine to spoil it, okay. but just I'm gonna do oh, it. <laughs> spoiler alert, literal alert that there's about to be a spoiler.
1: You, <laughs> you, turn the sound down if you don't want to hear the ending of Silent Running. So, he figures out that the plants just need sun and he like sets up all these big bulbs to take care of them and he also through this like friendship with these androids (laughs) while he's like kind of losing his mind he teaches them both how to take care of the forest Mm -hmm. uh because he wants he's like they're working with him yeah but then he realizes that so when he killed his crewmates he uh radioed hq and lied and told them that there was a problem and that he was spinning out into space uncontrollably basically and he was about to disappear and so so that they would leave him alone basically but they come looking for him because they care about him (laughs) and so they find him and they call him on the radio and they're like we'll be docking in six hours uh you can go ahead and blow up your biodome and like we'll use that light to come and find you and he separate he leaves the one still functioning android on the forest biodome and tells he's like you know how to take care of this right and the android beeps at him (laughs) and does and he separates it out and and takes the shuttle and separates it from the biodome and goes onto the shuttle with the kind of broken android who is broken from an accident earlier in the movie and the two of them drift off into space together and he intentionally blows them both up so that the HQ can't find them and that the biodome can continue to live on forever. I love and it. It's really beautiful. It's really
2: sad. <laughs> it's it's a really sad movie because the very idea of it is so sad. The yeah. time there's like last forests or last little bit of nature. It's so extremely tragic. Yeah. Um and the the forests on the ships are so beautiful and yes like you said that one of the reasons he doesn't get along with his crewmates is because crewmates do not care they're like yeah, yeah blow it up whatever it's like
1: whatever <laughs> it's, so sad. it's really sad it's just like it's so and he is like a really he's it takes a little there's like some slogging parts in the middle that are a little boring but yeah his, like his energy in the last like 10 minutes is really Um, captivating like he is so empathetic and like really just like loves the plants so much and it's like really it's so hard to watch his like face like fall when he gets the radio in from the people finding him um but yeah it's really lovely and then like the last scene is actually of the remaining android like watering the plants while Joan Baez plays over
2: it <laughs> and it's, it's like a real movie of a time
1: it's really a movie of a time yeah I think there's two like original Joan
2: Baez tracks for
1: it <laughs> Like yeah okay.
2: <laughs> I think it's very much meant to be like you see how it could be you see do <laughs> you see took all the trees put them in a tree museum
1: (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) um but yeah I enjoyed it it is not streaming you have to rent it I mean it's streaming in the sense that like it is available but you have to rent it for a couple bucks um it's fun it's definitely a little boring but the like 70s space vibe is always fun and it's like watching it like I said earlier it really reminded me of a lot of like newer movies that have come out in the last I mean however many decades since it came out it feels like a really influential one so it's like kind of nice to um have that piece of the puzzle in my mind
2: yeah yeah exactly it's it's not a star it's not a total blue ribbon winner but it is very um it's cute it's cute and sweet and it's very very good for this show yeah (laughs) for the plants
1: plants it's about plants plants. (laughs) Um, <laughs> but yeah it did take me it did take me two sittings to get through it because like once all of the action happens midway through I was like okay what's the rest of the movie now I know,
2: <laughs> I know, what's I know. It, happen? Does. it feels a little bit like floating in space um, yeah yes is exactly <laughs> what they're doing
1: <laughs> and it's just one man losing his mind by himself so it's like okay come on what's next
2: <laughs> oh well all right so my first I'm gonna go chronologically as well Yes, my, I watched two movies for this show and the first one that I watched had been on my list for a while. Actually, this was a good reason to watch it. I hadn't pulled the trigger before because um, i its um, it looks very kind of dull. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I watched 2019's Little Joe. Oh, huh it's streaming on Hulu. I was curious if maybe you watched this as well.
1: Mm-mm, I didn't. I thought about it because it's all the same. Like I, I've seen it on lists all the time. And I like think about watching it and I'm like sounds boring.
2: <laughs> yeah. Don't. And it was, you know what? I have to say, it was less boring than I thought it would be. The reason that I thought it was gonna be boring is because it's it's an independent movie out of England and it just seems a little indie dry. Mm-hmm. Um, but Little Joe is about a woman played by Emily Beecham, who I'm not familiar with, but um, she's a single mother who is a plant breeder working for a company that makes um, like bioengineers flowers. And they are working on making a flower that uh, makes people happy pretty much. Like with its smell, with its look, they develop basically almost like a flower that's meant to be a pet, you know? Um, And also kind of cure depression. And she uh, she kind of works around some of the safety barriers that are in place as far as what they're supposed to how they're supposed to bioengineer these things. She kind of skirts some of the rules uh, to get this flower to be the best it can be. And it, it seems like the scientists are working with a shortened timeline because they're trying to get this flower ready for a big flower show to present it. So she breaks some of the rules. It's a bit of a Jurassic Park thing. Like, oh, he shouldn't (laughs) have done that. Um, And just like the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, uh, Little Joe is, the flower is called Little Joe. It's made to, it's bred to um, be sterile, basically. It cannot pollinate and procreate. So life finds a way. And it turns out Little Joe, because of, again like these skirted safety precautions in its breeding um is able to excrete in its pollen a virus that makes people want to propagate it because since it cannot pollinate with itself it cannot procreate with other little joe flowers it makes people love it so much that they want to show it to other people and have (laughs) them propagate it um so that was cool. I thought it was a really, really cool idea and a yeah. cool theme. It had a very jarring and interesting score to it. Um, like kind of grading, <laughs> <laughs> like at one point they, they used dog barks <laughs> as, oh. as a instrument. Um, but it didn't not work with it. It was, it was interesting. So it actually was, a surprisingly a lot better than I thought it would be. Um, it also stars Ben Wyshaw. I don't know how I forgot to say that as, um, the main character's coworker who also, they have kind of a flirty relationship. Um, and so as people around the main character, um, start to fall under the spell of little Joe, you are left wondering as the viewer, um, and I guess the main character is also wondering if it's all in her head or if it truly is that little Joe is taking over the minds of people in kind of a body snatcher esque way. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of fun in that way. I actually will say it's it could be shorter, but it's kind of nice and clean. Nice, um, yeah. Little Joe, not so bad. Really perfect plant movie. <laughs> not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I kind of really, you know, of course, I wanted to really watch um i really wanted to watch movies about plants and flowers that are naughty <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah it, it all kind of everything starts to unravel when she another thing she's not supposed to do is take one out of the lab and she brings one home to her son who she's raising by herself who um Starts to develop a very close relationship with the flower. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> uh, <I was> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it has again to compare it to Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It does have a lot of that fun. Um, uh, is somebody an outsider in mm-hmm. now that everyone's being converted or not? There's she has a coworker who um, is faking being under the spell and Whoa, yeah exactly fun. so there's a lot of that fun but it is unfortunately um just a bit a bit sleepy a bit too argy yeah arty little, so good. Yeah. <laughs> little <laughs> drab <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that is little joe it's streaming on Hulu I might have already said it's from 2019 the director is someone named Jessica Hausner I am not familiar with that director either um the way the flower looks is a little funny. It kind of looks like Truffula trees, you know, from mm. the Lorax. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Oh, <laughs> well, the Lorax is another great uh,
1: plant movie. I know. It's a really good <laughs> plant
2: movie. Don't you touch those Truffula trees. <laughs> All right. What else did you watch?
1: All right. So the other, I watched two other movies. I'm going to start with um, the one that was least planty. But mm-hmm. I probably liked it the most of the three that I watched. Uh, no, definitely. Sorry. Not probably. It's definitely the best of the three. Sorry. I remembered the other two movies I watched. It was like, oh no, it's not a contest. <laughs> um, I watched a movie that uh, had been recommended to me when it came out, but I just never got around to it. Uh, it's a Studio Ghibli movie, but not directed by Miyazaki. It's from 2013, and it's called The Tale of Princess Kibuya.
2: Mm.
1: Have you heard of it? No. It's really beautiful so it is long that's kind of its main detractor (laughs) Um, but it is this really beautiful unlike uh, Miyazaki movies it's like a really minimalist animated film so it is it's Mm -hmm. still Ghibli so it still has I mean it's like beautifully made um, but it's all kind of really minimal watercolor and charcoal drawings Um, it's really beautiful I it took me a little bit to get into it but so the premise is it's about this uh guy it's based on a folktale actually um and it's about this man who's a bamboo cutter and one day he's out in the forest cutting down the bamboo uh and suddenly this bright light shines down and a beautiful bamboo shoot grows out of the ground and at the very top a lotus flower emerges and what is inside the <gasps> lotus flower but a tiny princess so oh, just a <laughs> tiny Tiny princess. Little princess. <laughs> <laughs> and he is instantly smitten and he's like oh my god this perfect tiny princess where did she come from she must be a blessing and so he like picks her up in his hands and she's so small that she can fit into the, hit the palm of his hands um and he takes her home to his wife and is like look at what i found i found a perfect tiny princess <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and his wife is like that is a baby that we will be raising we have to make her a perfect princess and when she like takes hold of her she suddenly turns into a baby it's like really it's like a really cool animation where like she uh, like wiggles out of the uh, bamboo cutter's wife's hands and is suddenly a like little squirmy baby whoa Uh, and so the movie is about the two of them raising this baby who grows really really fast like a bamboo shoot. <laughs> she grows uh-huh. super duper fast. And so within a matter of days she's like walking. Um and it's about her life and she there it's kind of in like I don't know what era exactly Japan but definitely in the past. <laughs> like uh-huh. there's no machines. <laughs> <laughs> like the, they basically live in this tiny village where it's the bamboo cutter and his wife and then there's another big kind of big family um, that carve bowls out of wood mm. and so princess Kubuya, who's the little perfect princess, <laughs> little princess. Little princess uh, she becomes friends with all of the like boys all the kids who are in the bowl cutter family uh, and they all like run around in like the beautiful idyllic nature and like hang out in the woods and like get into trouble stealing melons and stuff yeah um, and it's really sweet uh, and so it's a little bit slow to get started because it's kind of like okay they're just kids hanging out <laughs> kids hanging out for a while um but her father the bamboo cutter is like fully adopter they're like this is our kid now um goes back into the woods to cut bamboo because that's what he does for his job and another magical light shows up and when he cuts into the bamboo stock that's lit up uh there's a bunch of gold inside of it oh. and then a third one lights up and he cuts that one out and cuts that one and a bunch of beautiful silks all come out and so he realized that he's like she's a princess I have to raise her right these are her things and I need to like make sure that she becomes the perfect princess that she was when I found her because right now she's just a kid and so he goes off into the city and uses the gold to build a beautiful palace for her oh and goodness. has all of the silks made into uh, like beautiful outfits for her and then when she's like a little bit older he's like okay it's time for you to move to the city say goodbye to your friends oh. <laughs> and she's really bummed out at first obviously so then like basically the middle of the movie is about her princess training
2: <laughs> and that's kind of like princess <laughs> <laughs> <It's> training <laughs> princess training.
1: so that's why it's like it's pretty slow to get started it's over two hours because it's like it's very episodic like a folktale so you have like the coming of age section and then you have like the princess training section and then the one that comes after that is all a whole bunch of wealthy royal men hear about this beautiful princess because now she's older uh, cause she grows really really fast and
2: she she's no longer tiny
1: she's no longer tiny okay, no she's okay. like regular human sized okay, but she grows okay, okay. quickly yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah she when she when she transforms from a tiny perfect princess into a baby she like she uses like all the a, clothes in her hair and like a she, regular like, size baby a normal human baby yeah okay but she was a princess <laughs> 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 and so then it's like all these uh dudes are proposing to her so she sends them all on quests because she doesn't want to get married blah 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 it's really um it's very beautiful I think a lot of it is uh anchored by like these really incredible animation sequences because like I I would start to get bored and something like really incredible what happened like there's this scene where she overhears a bunch of people all making fun of her and saying she's not a real princess and she also like hates being a princess like she's like is not into it she misses being out in the woods with her friends and there's like this incredible sequence where she like runs from the palace out into the woods and like sheds all of her clothes as she's going all of her like fancy garments oh. and it's like so everything the animation like dissolves into this like super sketchy um oh. like fairly together drawing and it's so beautiful <laughs> it's like really stunning oh. uh, and so there are like these little key moments that make it really like you still are really in the story even when you're kind of like okay like let's keep going what's going on here yeah um, and then I almost don't want to tell you about the ending but it is like that's the thing I everybody tell told me, me
2: you can tell me oh
1: I know but everybody told me this movie was amazing and for the first three quarters of it I was like yeah it's pretty good but like isn't that amazing and then the ending is so sad
0: it's Oh like so no. beautiful
1: and it's like
2: fairy tales not
1: me <laughs> uh so there is I'm also not telling you everything like there's a lot more to this so if you are interested yeah, in seeing this movie course. like I promise I'm not giving anything away. Like, there are so many other, like, delights from it that you would enjoy, I'm sure, anybody. Um, But so, as the movie comes to a close, she realizes, Kaguya realizes that she is not human. Like, she's like, oh, I didn't, I grew out of a bamboo shoot, but I'm not from the earth. I'm from the moon. (laughs) I am a moon being. And I was brought here because I wanted to learn about what the earth was like. But in like a week or whatever, she just like suddenly remembers, she's like, oh my God, they're going to come back for me and I'm not going to be able to stay because they're going to come and they're going to put a moon cloak on me and I'm going to forget everything that happened to me here. And (laughs) when I tell you that they come and they bring the moon cloak, please believe me. It's very sad.
2: (laughs) Um,
1: And yeah, it's just like the... A sequence at the end is like really really beautiful and I don't really want to tell you any details because I still want it to be like worth watching and exciting okay. um but it just has like it's just a really incredible visual feast and also uh very painful <laughs> to behold oh. <laughs> uh, I was thinking oh. about it in the car on my way home from work today and started tearing up because it is just like <laughs> stunning oh. um oh. but Sometimes yeah these are just
2: worth They're ending. They really are,
1: yeah. And it's—I mean—the rest of it is great. It's just like it's a little slow. I mean, I think anybody else would be interested. I was just like also really sleepy, (laughs) just Mm -hmm. like okay. Um, I also it's streaming on HBO, like all the Studio Ghibli movies are right now. Um, And I watched the first half with the English dub because that's what it automatically played, and I found the voices really grating. And then I switched to the subtitles, and I liked that a lot better. So I think that helped. Uh, But yeah, that is The Tale of Princess Kaguya. I think it's really worth watching. It's like the ending is so good (laughs) Uh, that it's really... It's just one of those ones that really gets you. There's a a thing in common with all three of the movies that I watched is that it ends with the main character either like dying or disappearing. It's just
2: like, ouch, ow, ow, oof, ow, okay, okay, (laughs) fine. Um, It was frankly a joy to just even have you tell me that story. I loved it so much, and you did a great job at telling me. I mean, you had me at tiny princess. Thanks.
1: I'm so glad. I don't have any notes for this <laughs> particular yeah. show so i'm really glad that that was at all i don't,
2: I don't either um yeah. <laughs> that is gorgeous man the power of animation also when you were describing the scene when the animation style changes when she's running just you can do it's so beautiful much. it's really nice it's really it turns out studio ghibli still always amazing always amazing um This is actually a perfect jumping off point because my next movie that I watched also involved an animation of a different sort and also a baby. Yes, Uh, (laughs) a baby. I watched the fantastic, I'd never seen it. I've always wanted to, fantastic Czech movie by Jan Svankmeyer, (laughs) Little Odik. Yes, oh my gosh, love Jan Svankmeyer. (laughs) Uh, Love Jan Svankmeyer. (laughs) Um, many listeners might be familiar with him for he, he's a director but also an artist and he is very very famous for mostly famous for his stop motion work um, but Little Odek is based off of a Czech fairy tale uh, called Otasonic and I think that is also what the movie is called in Czech um, so Little Odek is about a younger couple who really 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 want a baby but are unable to conceive um and the, the movie opens with the sad scene in the doctor's office you know they're both seeing babies everywhere and um the they're, they're sorry the couple's name is Carl and Bozena and Bozena's distraught. She can't stop crying. She's having a very, very hard time dealing with the fact that she cannot, um, conceive. So they live in an apartment building. So we get to know a lot of the neighbors, including, um, an older couple with a young girl. She's maybe like, looks like seven years old, who is, um, (laughs) very, very curious and very, um, her, uh, precocious and fascinated by sex and pregnancy <laughs> and always like reading a lot of age inappropriate books, um, or, you know, medical books about it. But, um, <laughs> so we meet all these neighbors and the, um, the, this older couple, um, they convince the, the younger couple the main characters, Carl and Bozena, to buy this country house, um, to kind of take their mind off of things. And so they do, And while they're there, while Carl is working on the property, he digs up a root that looks a little bit like a baby and (laughs) he cleans it up a little bit, varnishes it, makes it look even more like a baby. And why he thought this would be a charming gift for a woman who is dealing with a lot of trauma over not being able to conceive um, is beyond me, but- he brings it to his wife being like, look what I got you. Look at this funny little thing for you. But she takes one look at it, immediately sees a real baby and starts treating it as a real baby. Her husband is horrified. Um, and, and she, he's like, you know what? Okay, this is, you're being bonkers. We're going to leave the baby here. We cannot bring this wood baby back home to to our main apartment. Um and she hates that, and so she devises <laughs> a plan to fake a pregnancy so that at the end of it she can bring home little Odic and care for him. Um and she does this by making different month sized tummy pillows. Oh my gosh. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and so fa- fully fakes her pregnancy and then does bring home um little Odic. There's a whole scene, you know, where she's faking going into labor and instead they make they make all the neighbors believe that they're rushing off to the hospital. But really, he rushes her off to the country house. And he's like, all right, go, quote unquote, have the baby in the (laughs) country house. But when he leaves the cabin, he hears a little baby cry. Ah! And when he comes back after the weekend, sure enough, little Odick has come to life does not look like a human baby, is still very much a baby of wood. <laughs> <laughs> um, but little Odik is alive, and he is also ravenous. Little Odick cannot stop eating. Um, <laughs> and at first, it's just milk bottles after milk bottles, and then it's baby bottles full of soup, and then it's bread. And then, um, unfortunately, it's their cat. And then it's the postman. Oh, no. Um, And then it's as much meat as they can possibly buy. And soon, uh, Carl and Bozena are at the complete and utter whim of this really, really hungry, horrifying baby. This is where Jan Svankmeyer's incredible animation comes in. Just the kicking, crying wood baby is horrible and wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) And he has like a little... um, like where a knot in, in the wood would be is his mouth. Oh. Um, yeah, it's really <laughs> awful. Um, and the first to kind of see things that things are fishy are their the little girl who's their neighbor. Um, she also before, uh, while the, um, wife is still faking her pregnancy, she sees her through a window with the wood baby and without the fake pregnancy belly. Um, and she's also the one who figures out that little Odick is uh Sonic, but because she has a fairy tale book. Um and at a certain point after little Odic has eaten also a social worker who oh comes no. to the house because they if they think something fishy is going on, which it it certainly is. <laughs> uh they the parents, yeah, you know, the um Carl has asked, uh, I keep reading that i asked Bozana many times or said many times. He's like, I got to chop up this baby. We got to get rid of this guy. Bozana like, you can't, you can't, that's our child. I love him. Even though he's eating people, I love little Odick. You cannot do this. Um, so eventually he, Carl locks little Odick up in the basement of the apartment building and the little girl. Whose name I oh yeah. Alzbetzka. Alsbetka <laughs> is the little girl starts to take care of little Odic in the basement, feeds a pedophile to him. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um but in the fairy tale book that she has, it the fairy tale book is working. The the story in the fairy tale is very much like what's happening in real life. That's how she realizes it. In the fairy tale, the wood baby, the otisonic, eats mom and dad, and then comes across a farmer and his horse and his hay and eats all of them and then eats everybody. But then at the end of the story meets a woman farming a field of cabbages. And she says, nah, you're not going to eat me. And kills the Otisonic with her hoe, her garden hoe. And, um, uh, sees that one of the downstairs caretaker tenants is farming cabbages with a hoe and is like oh no she's going to kill my friend little odik um and the movie ends i'm going to tell you how it ends yes so i want
1: i want to know I'm, I'm on the edge of my
2: seat I, and of course again <laughs> this is actually a longer movie this movie's a little over two hours so mm. there's a lot that happens but it went fast it was like such a pleasure to watch yes so um people are freaking out people folks in the building have been disappearing uh azbetska is Obsessed with taking care of little Odic, is pulling um, we call it pulling straws or pulling matches to like figure out who she might feed oh, to little yeah. Odic oh, my so she can keep yeah. alive. <laughs> and, and desperately does not want little Odic to eat the cabbages and get killed by the caretaker. Um, But little Odic does bust through where he's been being kept in the basement and eats the cabbages. And the movie ends with the caretaker. Heading down to the basement with her hoe because she has also realized what's going on. She says, How does the fairy tale end in your book, little girl? Yes. <laughs> Elzbetska tells her, and Elzbetka's crying and holding on to her and saying, No, 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 don't do it. Don't kill him. And she walks down into the basement, and that's all we get. Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> a great ending. Oh yeah, God. it's a really good ending. <laughs> little Odik was fantastic. Um, It is hard to find streaming though. I actually found it streaming in excellent, excellent quality on a website called Eastern European movies. Let me nice. just make sure that, and then you just pay $5 to, oh, um, for a day pass to watch it. Um,
1: Cute. and then see what yeah. other cool Eastern European movies have
2: has to offer. <laughs> exactly. And it is indeed Eastern European movies is the website and you just pay they have different membership levels, but I paid $5 to watch Little Odek and nice. I loved every minute of it. Um, it was, I've been wanting to see it forever because I know it's a really creepy, weird tale. And to be fair, he is not a plant. He's a root. I mean, <laughs> a root is a part of a plant. <laughs> you true. are not wrong. And he is very much alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. I Fun. love <laughs> oh,
1: That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad to hear that.
2: Little Odick. little Odic. truly so horrifying, truly um, horrifying. When he gets older, he gets teeth. It's so I was, gross.
1: I was going to ask, does he get bigger than, as he eats? Oh yeah, through? oh yeah, oh, he does. yeah, yeah, Oof. Yeah.
2: Oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He becomes a very big baby. Yeah, still makes baby sounds, which is also horrible. Oh yuck, so awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Nice, Dad dude. goes to wow. try
2: to kill him, like closer to the end of the movie, like gets a chainsaw oh. and just gets into his chamber and tries to kill him but just falls down on his knees and says son <laughs> oh my god
1: yes <laughs> and little
2: odic <Otik> eats him
1: <laughs> oh my god of course of course he does he's ravenous he doesn't care he's no. just hungry that's all they he put him in the
2: basement <laughs> yeah yeah they were not you got, you good kind parents. Of deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> little odic is bad but yeah you're also not good parents <laughs> what, did, what
1: did you think was gonna happen
2: what did you think was gonna happen when you <laughs> raise a baby-shaped root as a real Come baby on
1: duh (laughs) oh my gosh well I watched one other movie that was mediocre so I won't talk about it for too long (laughs) um I watched a movie from 2021 called Gaia
2: oh geez
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I have seen it on it's it's on Hulu and it's been on there for a second and every time I'm scrolling through the horror section it always comes to the top and I'm like why do you want me to watch Gaia so bad (laughs) um And so I finally did. (laughs) And (laughs) it's very indie, obviously. I mean, if you look at the poster, it's very clear that it's going to be extremely indie. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is fresh. So it's from 2021. It is, uh, I believe, a joint American and South African project. Um, It has some really interesting things about it, which like, I think it has a lot of, It could be like a really cool short or a really cool like anthology episode if it's an hour and a half so it's not long but it is already too long (laughs) like a little stretched thin I would say Um, but so Gaia is about these two forest rangers who are canoeing down uh, a river in a kind of remote jungly area uh, and I believe somewhere in South Africa it's unclear Uh, and one of them is flying a drone in the woods. And the drone suddenly goes down, but the woman manning the drone, her name is Gabby, um, right before it shuts, it turns off, she sees a person. (laughs) That's the last thing on the drone screen is a person covered in mud. No, that's very scary. Uh, (laughs) It's very scary. Yeah, the beginning gets off to a really fast start and it's really scary, really fast. And then it kind of like peters out, unfortunately. Um, But so she wanders into the woods to try and find it. She gets taken down by a trap, which was set by these two men who live in the woods, a father and son, who have been out there for a long time because they do not want to be a part of society anymore. Uh, and the thing about these woods is that there's something really scary living in it. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's living in the woods, it's a mushroom monster. <laughs> 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 this is a mushroom movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so then the rest of the movie is basically about her living with these two guys trying to avoid getting taken in by the mushroom monster it turns out these two the father of like the father and son um has eschewed society in part because his wife had cancer and so he was like we need to go back to where like this place where we honeymooned so that you can like have your final time here and then just like he is so tired of society uh and becomes a worshiper of a mushroom god basically okay uh and it's a little confusing it's a little complicated it has some like really cool fungus visuals uh it also shows a little too much in my opinion like the mushroom monster is very silly when you see it and you see it really early (laughs) it's like (laughs) you could have just given me more mushrooms from afar that would have been fine
2: (laughs) would have been cool
1: would have been cool but um there's things about it that I really like it has some cool ideas it is uh the beginning is stressful and then after that, it's, like, not very scary. It's a lot of, like, trippy scenes of, like, um, mushrooms growing and people wandering out into the woods because they're kind of drugged. And I'm, like, okay, this All
2: could, right. be, this could be shorter right. <laughs> and it yeah. could be cleaner. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but I didn't dislike it. I would call it, like, fully, yeah, like, fu- strong mediocre. I'm, like, I'm not mad I watched it, but it was, like, there was a little bit in the middle where it was kind of a slog. And I was, like, okay,
0: let me get yeah. to the end.
1: Um, And then it ends on, like, a... uh is it or isn't it is is the mushroom spreading into the rest of society is the oh. mushroom god going to find its way into uh, the rest of the world out of the woods we're not sure we're not be. sure we're not the sure mushrooms
2: are are worthy of worship
1: mushrooms are really cool that's the thing that was a little frustrating about this movie is that mushrooms are really scary by themselves because of the mycelial network yeah (laughs) and it doesn't really use that in a way that is effective in my opinion it's just more about like isn't it scary if a man is covered in mushrooms and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) not not really really. (laughs) yeah not particularly it just is kind of silly actually yeah it's kind of
2: (laughs) silly when are we gonna get a movie where the mycelium network um that's not a movie. that's not a documentary where the mycelium network makes an appearance
1: i am asking on hands and knees for somebody to make a good movie about the mycelial network because it is a terrifying concept
2: yeah Uh, mushrooms are really scary they're so scary and so worthy of like awe and fear and respect Um, they're so cool how uh, scary would it be if the mushroom man was just like little mycelium i know that would be amazing like all just coming out of the
1: earth because like mushrooms are the biggest organisms it would be incredibly good and very frightening gaia unfortunately not that but it was fine if you're like bored and want to throw on like a quick hour and a half horror movie totally solid for that but didn't like it's very indie. It has like a lot of the indie trappings of like, isn't this a beautiful scene? And I'm like, sure, but I don't need to look at it for five
2: minutes. No, please, <laughs> please. That's so much time and screen time. So much time. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, but yeah, if you want to, it's on Hulu. And that's the last plant movie I watched. Nice. Well, I only have a plant movie recommendation actually. Yes. Just to say it really quickly. Um, if anybody has seen the horror anthology creep show, or would like to see it there's a really wonderful that's a so it's an anthology made up of shorts there's a great short called the lonesome death of geordie verrill which is a story that's written by stephen king and actually the short stars stephen king which is kind of a rare Fun. thing and it's about a simpleton farmer uh who finds a meteorite has fallen on his property and from the meteorite starts growing some green stuff some plants and whenever it gets wet, it grows even more rapidly. And after it rains, Geordie finds that it's grown everywhere, including on himself. And he keeps hearing a voice in his head telling him to get wet. Oh my God. <laughs> and he eventually succumbs to the voice and becomes wow. a plant creature. Oh my God, that's so, so fun. <laughs> that's Jordy, so the, the Lonesome Jeff of Geordie Barrel is really great. Creepshow Show one is awesome um that is I highly recommend <laughs>
1: fun that's a great one that reminds me of the of the equivalent goosebub story where the dad turns into a plant man <laughs> exactly oh
2: my gosh there's so many
1: good plants uh, so good <laughs> well um, you have been listening to dim the lights with Jenny and Amanda here on WGXC
2: 9.7 FM Yeah, you sure have. So we are back every second and fourth Tuesday of the month from seven to eight. You can follow us on Instagram at dim the lights with Jenny and Amanda. We would love to hear from you. Please feel free to give us feedback or recommend themes, anything like that.
1: And, uh it's been a lovely evening here growing with you in the soil
2: I feel like I've really bloomed
1: yeah well oh my gosh I <laughs> I, agree. I would agree <laughs> well we'll see you in just a couple weeks time with a whole new theme
2: exactly see you next time y'all
1: see ya